This time on the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show's News of the Week, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk, talk about finding a new job, Ukraine Gate, Joe Biden's memory problems, Trump's man crush for Obama, and more laughs. But before we're rudely interrupted by a system crash that I covered up with clever editing, we try and talk about MIT's moral dilemma with the donations given to them by Jeffrey Epstein. This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for September 28th, 2019. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. Oh my god, it's finally working! Oh jeez, they're gonna do another podcast! Oh no! Get off the internet, you weird, freaky people, you! I sent you a text and I let you know that I, I have a new job. And it's one of those jobs that actually pays money, Jay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what most people consider a requirement for having a job. Right, but, right. But yeah, yeah, right, oh, if, right. If, 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 you're, if you're not getting paid, it's really not a job, is it? Yeah, that's it's exactly. It. But then again, you're a freelance graphic artist, and people always say, "Hey, can you draw this for me?" Yeah, and not expect to have to pay you for it. Oh, so yeah. Oh, oh, what you, you can be forgiven for not understanding that. That's okay. I, it's like, um, but the, here's the thing. Um, this is, and I'm, I, I have not cleared this with my boss yet, and my boss does not know that I do a weekly podcast. Well, I mean, he knows that I do podcasting because it's on my resume. But we didn't talk about it, so I'm not cleared to talk about what it is. Um, I took a factory job so I can take a break from um, working for other people and not getting paid. Um, one, of the, one of the biggest problems that I have in this region is that you can, you can work for people for free, and they feel as if they, they, don't, they don't understand this art thing. Don't you just like doing art just because you enjoy doing art? Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I also enjoy eating. <laughs> I also like eat. You know, here here are the things I really like. I like I like paying bills. I like helping my wife mm-hmm. paying the bills. I like um, putting gas in 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 uh, in my car or the Ford Flex, so I can go places. Um, yeah, I, I like feeding my kids. I like taking my kids places. Wait a minute, you actually like doing things with your kids? I actually, I, I just... actually like doing things with my kids. And I, actually, I usually duct tape mine in the closet on the weekends. Really? Okay, that's not what that's not I, what I heard. <laughs> they told me. They told me they like to duct tape you into the closet on the weekends. Or well, now that they're older and they outnumber me, sometimes that happens. I'm not going to deny it. But revenge is a dish served really super hot with a side order of fries. <laughs> Uh, and, and I also, I also followed like, up by a dessert of humiliation pie. So I, I understand that your kids also like to super glue your door shut. So, you know, lock you and your girlfriend in your bedroom door and they just slide your meals underneath the door. And, um, no, that's a completely, that's a wholly fabricated lie. They don't slide any, they don't slide anything underneath the doors. They just lock <laughs> us in there. So occasionally they'll knock on the door and tell us to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Stop making so much noise. Um, one, of, one of the things that I have also discovered, and, and see if you can understand this, um, when you start a new job, it basically takes over your life. 
for the first couple of days, yeah. the first couple of weeks. Um, and so I, I wake up like four o'clock in the morning worried that I'm going to be late for my first or second or third day on the job. I, I wake up, I wake up in a panic, like wondering like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm late. <laughs> I look at the clock <laughs> and, it was, and then of course you can't fall back to sleep. And then I'm, I can't fall back to sleep and then I'm exhausted. Um, and it was, uh, um, it's sort of, it's hard getting used to the fact that people actually like what I do and want to pay me and saying, Hey, look, you're, you're, you're going to stick around, right? You're, you're going to stick around. You're going to be here a while. Right. Um, and I said, why, what's so special about me? Oh, you showed up to work on the third day. So, okay, I'll stick around. We can be cool. Um, and there is something about working on a menial task repetitively and you getting into a rhythm and, um, it's, it, it, it quiets my mind down a lot. Like all I have to do is just stand here and not be distracted by things like the, like the Facebook or the Twitters or anything like that. And I, and for about like, Jesus, four days this week, I actually like literally quit social media. So I really don't have a lot to bloviate on, except for like we have three topics um, that we that we wanted to cover. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to get this one one topic out of the way. Um, okay. it, talking about politics just for a short minute, just for mm-hmm. a short minute, with the whole thing that's going on with you. What are we calling it now? Ukraine Gate, whatever it's with. Whatever's going, I don't know. You, I, I'm tired of the whole gate thing. Let's just call it the the Ukraine fiasco, the Ukraine call fiasco. Okay, the UK, the Ukraine call fiasco, and this is sort of like one of those things where, as it's sort of like a Pandora's box, or you remember, you remember in the 70s and the 80s, you used to have this thing with like a can of peanuts, and you'd open up yeah. the lid and these. Snakes would jump out. Yep. And all just, the, they're all like coiled uh, springs. Yeah. Right. And they're funny as hell the first three or four times. After a while, it gets tiring. And yep. okay, so they opened the lid to this thing, and now all these other things are jumping out. But instead of like coiled up springs, yeah. except instead of snakes, it's more like. Um, Hangover puke and baby diarrhea, and raw sewage, um, um, chicken pieces and parts from the butcher shop. I mean, all these like the nastiest things you could possibly imagine. Um, uh, your five-year high school reunion um, invitation that got lost. All of that, the whole, the most nastiest thing you could possibly imagine is jumping out of this. And and one of the things I really wanted to just, just get off my chest and this is this is going to clean the playing field because we are going to find out how sleazy and scummy both sides of the political aisle are. And the more that I read up, um, go ahead. I, I, I don't think we will. I think the people who the diehards are not going to think that their side is scummy at all. They'll be able to do the mental and emotional gymnastics required to justify their party doing it and still condemn the other party for doing the exact same thing. Oh, the uh, truth yeah. is they're doing the same thing for the same reason. I think that 
Um, and the, the quote, independent voters is the largest voting block in, um, in American politics now. I've, or I've read there, um, mm-hmm. there are more people who call themselves independent than ever be, than, than ever before. And this is, I think this is alienating people who are on the fence. And I think that there, there is probably no better time for some, a third party candidate to come out and say, Hey, we're not like those guys. Uh, or maybe that's, yeah, but the problem comes in is we had, it wasn't even a third party candidate. We had someone who was, they weren't flat out saying, I'm not like these other guys. Yeah. She was talking differently than what people are used to. She was focusing on, dare I say, issues. Right. Instead of, you know, just hating the other's team. And where is she now? She's not in the running anymore. Who is this now? Tulsi. Tulsi actually, and I just got this news last night, Tulsi is actually qualified to be in the in the October debates. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good, because I was under the impression that she was gone she was done yeah um and i also i also got this news item saying that this castro character um if he doesn't get an infusion of cash within the next couple of hours the next couple of days he's not going to be able to make it to the next debate and i'm like who <laughs> what fidel castro's grandson what he what some cast some guy with the last name castro um says that he's uh he he's 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 desperate he needs he needs all of his fans to get on board and 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 donate some money and stuff like that um all of his fans or does he mean both his fans both his, you know, yeah it's yeah i i th- i think that it's i think it's um i think it's his mom and his youngest daughter <laughs> um they're his, right? they're his biggest fans um yeah, but the, the older one's like i don't know i don't know dad eh, you're saying some screwy shit <laughs> this this is the per this is the perfect storm because if you just do a quick search on Google by the way happy birthday Google Google's like what twenty one years old now I, I'm jumping topics here but I just saw this thing come across my desk it's Google is celebrating it I think it's his twenty first birthday yep um, twenty one years old we'll get to that it's about time it grew up I'm telling you now Google now now Google is old enough to get a real job. Drink, and drink. Legally, and, and, and drink and not get it all up in my business about what it is I like to search on the internet. But the thing is, is that um, the whole issue with Hunter Biden is yeah. a, this is a perfect opportunity for somebody like Tulsi, Elizabeth Warney, Warren, Bernie Sanders, whoever else is running to just beat Joe Biden to death with this and get him off the debate stage. Well, I've seen a number of articles from people on the right who are saying that the whole Trump impeachment thing has nothing to do with Trump and everything to do with Biden, i.e. the Democrats in charge don't want Biden to be president. Right. So although they're trying to look like they're supporting uh, solidarity within the party, they are pursuing this as an excuse to really investigate hunter right Biden. so i'm not really sure if that is the case or if that's just some sort of you know right wing wet dream or whatever but it could be i am seeing those things it's it's i mean we thought 
Remember when all that stuff came out at the beginning of the year about creepy Joe Biden? Oh, yeah. Of course. We, we, we joked about it we for were, a good half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were joking about it, but yeah. we were also speculating that this was something coming out from within the Democrat Party yes. as a way to tell Joe, listen, you, you, don't, you shouldn't be running. Or if it was something Joe Biden's camp was doing to get it out there so that it's already been talked about. So yeah. that they can say, we've already discussed this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, either way... If it it looks like if it was Joe Biden's idea or if it was Biden's camp that was doing it, it worked. I'm amazed that the guy is is where he is right now in the running. It's shocking to me that he's this that he's the number one candidate right now. Go it back, really is. go back to the Oracle of Google, and just do mm -hmm. a quick search. President, my boss. Do it real quick. Yeah, see, uh, the Daily Caller, which is a right-wing place, Reddit, which, <laughs> good luck, right. Breitbart, E-Bombs World, which is not right-wing, Twitter, Twitter, Sports, Chicks on the Right, which I'm going to throw, a, uh, gonna throw a, a bone out there and say that they're probably right-wing. Right. But all, all holy shit! The Catholic Church has a forum. <laughs> how to how, how to pick up choir boys and how to get past no means no? Um, well, I you know I do have standards. That's why I'm not going to go and look at it. But what? The, yeah. Okay, so the whole thing with President, my boss, and if it's you not on the news at all, uh, not in any major news stream. Okay, but this goes. This is going back to. Uh, August 28th, where Obama yeah. um, Obama's name was forgotten by Joe Biden. Joe Biden could not remember Barack Obama's name. The guy he worked for for eight years. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically nine or ten years since they campaigned together. Um, so yeah. so the thing is, is that in, and, um, in another speech, he forgot this word. It's like, you know those stairs? You know the stairs that... Move, the stairs you, that move. The yeah. stairs that move. That's like what we're in right now. We're like <laughs> we're like the these elect, electric stairs that move. They move you. You don't do yeah, anything. And this is where we are right now in American politics. And it was like escalator, Joe. Escalator. Uh, right, but this is this is not even anywhere in the major press. I mean, no one takes Breitbart seriously anymore, even people on the right. Right. You know, Reddit, E-bombs world, people, I mean, I don't know, I think Reddit would be a more valid place to go for looking up information about politics, but um, it's certainly not a news source. People don't go there for news. Right. And the Daily Caller is definitely right-wing, so, yeah, I just... And how old is Biden anyway? Joe Joe Biden, um, I think Joe Biden was the age my father was when he passed away. He's seventy six. Um, a lot of people were, and I was listening to listening to some pirate radio on the way to the airport to pick Carol up, and people are starting to wonder if whether or not Joe Biden has early onset dementia. Well, here's the scary thing, right? Do you remember how much shit Reagan got when he was running for president? A lot. He's he was eight years younger than Joe Biden currently is. Right. Um, 
And I don't think that Joe Biden has... I I don't think he has eight years left in him. I don't think he has four years left in him. Oh, I don't know. He's for a guy his age. He's in decent shape. I mean, I don't think he has any physical ailments. No, seriously though. I mean, he's he doesn't have any. You know, there's been no scares of like heart problems or anything like that. Although yeah. once you've been president for a while, that may that may right. start to happen. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's just. Bill, yeah, it's. Uh, Bill Burr had said something about this in his latest um, comedy special, Paper Tiger. You look at Barack Obama. Barack Obama looks in, go, went into office. He looked like he was like a spry 39, 40 years old. He's like a hip and with yeah. it kind of guy. He comes out of office. He looks like he aged. Like he's, he's like, he's now, it's like he's in his early 70s. You know, yeah. it, it ages you fast. I mean, you look at, you look at pictures wait, of wait, all wait, these. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe Biden's middle name is Robinette. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to make fun of somebody else's middle name. <laughs> Robinette. <laughs> Robinette? Uh, okay, that's not fair. I'm sorry, sorry. That's, that's, that's not that's not nice. I should be more we're, <clears throat> forgiving than that. We're, we're, we're above that. We're, we're supposed to be above that. Our, anyway. Um, the yeah, whole, but the so whole, Bill Burr. So Bill, <laughs> Bill Burr had said that you look at all of these presidents... You look at all of these presidents, and when they leave office, uh, they look old and decrepit. And it was, you look at how eight years aged um, George, uh, George W. George W. looked like he yeah. was put through the ringer. Look at Ronald Reagan and how that aged him. You look at, but. And he was, he was 69. He was almost 70 when he was elected. And Donald Trump actually was 70 when he was elected when that mean at the time of inauguration there are a lot of joe biden yeah yeah. joe biden will actually be 77 on the day of inauguration if he were to get if he were to be elected if he were to win the election i 77 years old now i looked up biden age right and of course google and its wisdom assumes i'm talking about joe biden which you know i was right but First article is Joe Biden's Wikipedia page. The second one is Joe Biden says it's totally appropriate for voters to consider his age. Okay. When evaluating him as president. So, according to CNN and Joe Biden himself, we can totally pick on him for his age. The dude's 77. If being a president ages you by about 10 years for every four years you're in office, yeah, dude will be 87 after his first term in office. Yeah. And a hundred and seven or ninety-seven at the end of his second term in office in terms of health. Everybody is basically saying the same thing in regards to Joe Biden's age and Joe Biden's mm. um, memory and and recall. Uh, it's not it's not going to happen because um, his fellow Democrats. Like I saw a clip a little while ago, and I joke about saying uh, uh, Castro who, but this guy yeah. Castro. Um, who was on the debate stage, there was a viral video of him going after Joe Biden already about how you can't even remember what you said five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> there is that. And of course, that's just a thing that he, he he's he's hanging on to. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly think that as we look deeper and deeper into Hunter Biden getting paid 
tens of thousand dollars a month to work with this Ukraine energy company. It's it's going to it's it's not actual um, corruption and conspiracy. It's the appearance right. or the illusion of or it's, well, that's it's, why it's they're the impeaching Trump. I mean, I read I I'll, I read like half of the transcript of his conversation with the Ukrainian president. Yeah, there was nothing in there that constituted a high crime or misdemeanor. Nothing. He did not say, he did not really insinuate, hey, we're going to withhold funding. They talked about funding. They talked about that. But the terms in which they discussed it is, hey, we'd appreciate your help in this. Right. But it was after they had already agreed upon the financing, the financial uh, support. Well, so it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, conditional. So there's no high crimes and misdemeanors that are there. There's no there there. Um, says you. I mean, the thing is, is that you're an, you're a rational, nonpartisan person. I believe. Uh, I think yeah. I think that it's like um, two people can read The Great Gatsby and get something totally different out of it. Someone can read The Great Gatsby and look at it as an allegory for um, class warfare. Somebody else right. can somebody else can read it as just a twisted romantic story that ended badly. Yep. People are going to read that transcript and they're going to get out of it what they want to get out of it. And I'm, I'm surprised that I didn't actually take the time because I'm now, I mean, I'm working 12-hour days. I, I, yeah. I, I work 12 hours, two days in a row, and I get two or three days off. Um, so I had this week, this week was... The middle of the week was a heavy work day. I didn't have any time for social media or anything. Um, so, I, oddly enough, you're more prepared for this show than I am this week. But <laughs> lo re looking, you do a, I did a search. I've read up on the articles that I could before we started reading about Hunter Biden. And this yeah. company, the company that he worked for, I can't even, I can't even pronounce the name, so I'm not going to try. This this looks bad. Um, this Rosemont Sakura Partners, an international consulting firm, is another company that um, a law firm that he that he that he worked for. Um, Burzma Holdings, I think, is a major Ukrainian national gas producer, and he was making he was he was making tens of thousand dollars a month, I guess, from some of the reports that I read. Um, all these articles that I'm reading, all the articles that I'm reading about Hunter Biden is basically saying that this is the rope that the Democrats are going to use to hang Biden and get him out of the office, get him out of the running for the for the primary. Democrats are going to use this to get rid of him. Now, is this worthy enough to impeach Trump? I want an investigation. I want a full-blown investigation so we can stop talking about it. And let it, whatever happens, happens. And, and I say this, I don't care who's in office. I don't care what political party they belong to. If you think that this is a legitimate thing to be concerned about, then by all means. But you're going to have to take account for it later on. You're going to do this entire hearing, the trial, um, uh, the impeachment trial, the impeachment hearings, whatever it is. And then people are going to ask 
at the at the end of this term, what did you do for the past year? What was the major issue? Did you take care of the the, the country's infrastructure? Did you take care of uh, uh, the border? Did you fight Bush? Uh, did you fight Bush? Did you fight <laughs> Trump on the border? The way you said you were going yeah. to do? Here's all the things. You spent all this time investigating Ukraine and they're going to look at what came of that. And if this turns out to be a nothing burger and it's people like say, we can't, we can't, imp- this is weak sauce. We can't impeach him on this. Now the Democrats are going to have to s- explain what they've been doing for the for the past couple of months and, and answer for it in the polls. And uh, one of the things that I looked up is that um, after Nixon um, resigned, after the Watergate investigation, the economy tanked after um, the entire... Well, yeah, because the people lost all confidence in pretty much everything at that point because everyone forgets that nixon was extremely popular right he was extremely popular we're talking about a guy who got 90 plus percent of the popular vote yeah popular this is not something that in modern politics we think is even possible but he did he got huge there he lost one state in the electoral college one i think that was massachusetts it was you know so it's people don't understand the the level of trust and that they had in him and when i say they i mean the 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 voting population at the time and for him to have done what he did and things to go as south as they did people lost faith in everything right because they trusted that man unlike any politician has ever been trusted since. So that's it. I mean, I I honestly believe that this, if this does not pan out the way the Democrats think it's going to be, I think the entire country is going to hurt, be hurt badly by this. And I think it could cause a deeper recession than the one that happened in, in 2009. Because- Well, to be fair, it- to be fair, I think it's, I don't want to lay this at the Democrats' feet because this is just the next symptom in in something that people have been railing about and getting pissed off at for years, which is the bitter partisanship that's taking place within the government itself. Yeah. And both parties say that they've reached out and the other party isn't willing to listen. Well, if both parties are saying it, that means neither party is either reaching out or being willing to listen when the other party does it. They're both guilty of it. So it just kind of kills me, really, to see how bad it's gotten. Yeah. You know, and, it's and just... I, and I, I, I think that um, one of the things that is, is very telling um, is that there are so many people who uh, are willing to do this thing a short-term gain for long-term irreparable, unreconcilable damage that will occur to this country. Because I think that they know that there's a good chance that, that Trump could be reelected. Oh, there's a really good chance if the, if the economy keeps going, yeah. if, it, if it keeps chugging along and it keeps growing and, and people are still 
prosperity. People will go to the polls, vote for Trump, and then lie about it as soon as they, how could he got, who could have elected him? Oh my God, he's a, he's a racist and he's a misogynist. People don't care. People don't care. No, they about- don't, because what it boils down to is right now, most people in the United States are not paying a whole hell of a lot in taxes. They're doing well financially. They, you know what I mean? Life is pretty damn good for most people in the United States right now. That's all that matters. It, it, that is the first thing people think about when they go into the voting booth. It may, may not be something thinking about consciously, but it's definitely something that is being taken into account on a level. Trump's an ass. He really is. He's, yeah. I honestly don't think he, I think he's done more getting out of the way than he has by actually doing something. Yeah. In terms of contributing to the current state of my personal economics. I really do. I don't yeah. think Trump has really done anything to make things better for me. But I know one thing when I listen to all of the Democrats, when I listen to what they're saying and the rhetoric they're saying, they want to come take my guns, which I've done nothing wrong with. Right. They want me to pay more money out of my pocket, which I work hard for. So I see them interfering in my life right. more than anything else. Now, to be fair, there's a lot of good things that they want to do with that money, but that doesn't mean it's their money to do it with. You know what I mean? I don't. I can't credit Trump with doing anything, but if it comes to a choice between someone who's just going to get out of the way and let me live my life and someone who wants to interfere with my life, it's a real simple choice. And I think a lot of people in the middle are sitting there. I think there's a lot of people who do not like Trump. Yeah. They really don't. They don't like his antics. They don't like his personality. They don't like his his massive fucking e- But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, life is better now than it was four or five years ago. So, you know what I mean? And that's how people are going to vote. They're I, not necessarily going to vote for Trump. No. They're just voting for the status quo. Of course, Trump's not going to realize that because he thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And oh, he's, oh, he's, he's not—he's not going to admit to any wrongdoing on his part. I, it, it, never, it, never. It, it, he, he, he is—he's like an overgrown fourteen-year-old adolescent boy. Every, the the grown-ups yeah. are stupid. Everybody's yeah. stupid, man. Uh, they don't want to let me yeah, have I mean, any he, fun. He probably goes to bed at night wondering no one's why no one started a church about him yet. He, there is something very narcissistic about him, but isn't that it's, isn't it's it like disturbingly so? It's um, and everything is like the greatest. Like everything yeah. is like oh my! People love it. People love it. All the people love it. I hear it all the time. We're gonna yeah, have you pay. Yeah, you're, you're a fucking multimillionaire. You have yes men surrounding you. Of course, you hear it all the time that people love it. And speaking of yes men, I am very disturbed about how we are revving up for a war with Iran and Iran's allies and look up who who is Iran's allies look it up and then get a little scared because if we if we attack Iran the way that we attacked Iraq um with preemptive strike against them because of what they did to Saudi Arabia 
I struggle with this because why the fuck are we an ally of Saudi Arabia? You know, you're not the first person to ask that question. The only reason why we are an ally of Saudi Arabia, and I know that this sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory, but this is the Fedora Chronicles radio show after all. It is. And crazy we delve in con- conspiracy theories. We and, enjoy them. And crazy conspiracy theories are our speciality. Yes. Now, for ages, and there's... One of the things that has been talked about in this book, um, uh, um, I'm trying to remember, it, this, it's a thick book, and it's about the conspiracy that began with the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island and talking about fiat currency. Now, be, before we... I, I, I'm go- This is really getting off the deep end here. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> fiat currency, and we had this experiment talking about fiat currency with our kids a couple of years back. And the thing is, is that what is a dollar? Literally, what is a dollar? It is a fancy piece of um, cotton fiber paper, essentially. It's, mm-hmm. it's fancy paper. And everybody all over the world agrees that this fancy paper has, has, a, value. has value. For the longest time, um, until I believe it was bef- until the Great Depression, um, a, a, a dollar matched the value of something that we had in the treasury, like gold. Right. That's what just worth the golden Fort Knox right. was. It was a right. securing of value for the American dollar. Right. One dollar, and then people refer to that as the gold standard. Right, a dollar meant a certain value in gold. Essentially, that what it was. Um, and one of the things that got Kennedy into trouble in the ni- in the early nineteen sixties was that he had the Treasury print two dollar silver certificates that um, they looked it looked just like a a, a a dollar bill or a two dollar bill but it was actually a demand note for two dollars worth of silver whatever the market was was for he was trying to stabilize the government and get us off of this crypto this fiat currency and the and so but now with our agreement with OPEC in Saudi Arabia is the leader of OPEC. Your dollar represents a specific value of oil. It's a petrodollar. Look up petrodollar and you'll find better videos that will explain this better than I do. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that we have an agreement that everybody within OPEC will use American dollars on the international exchange. Our money has greater value. Our fiat currency has greater dollar value because everybody trades in the... Right, and this is not even getting into what money in general represents. Right, this is a very... I I remember hearing economists talk about what is, um, you know, what a dollar means and why it has value and all of that and we're still basically money is basically an extended version of the barter system still to this day uh this american life did a great series on money 
and what money actually means. And as I'll, I'll try and post a link to it on, on the show notes. But to make a short story long, the reason why we are allies of Saudi Arabia is because Saudi Arabia dictates what, every, what everybody else in the OPEC nations do, specifically trade in American dollars. They, they buy and sell oil on the international market using American dollars. And so long as we're allies with Saudi Arabia, they will keep the oil standard as the American dollar or using the American dollar as the international oil standard. So whenever OPEC needs something, we come a running. And there's some, there are some second rate, third rate news organizations, bloggers, who are posting evidence that it may not have been Iran that bombed these oil refineries. It may have been terrorists in Yemen who, yeah, or terrorists, and I use ter- terrorists as, I use the word fast and loose. There are, quote, freedom fighters, quote unquote, who are at war with Saudi Arabia and they may have attacked this oil refinery. How they did it, I don't know. But the thing is, is that we might be going to war with Iran over something Yemen did. Now, keep in mind that Trump might do something to take impeachment off the front page. Right. Which ought to terrify That's something everybody. that, we, yeah, you can't. We can't discount that as a possibility. It is a very real possibility. Trump is very capable of doing literally anything so that he doesn't lose his position. Right. In um, disgrace. So there's a, there's a lot of things that we should be looking at. We should be we should be very concerned about what Trump is up to. Um. So so we so we have that to look. And I, were we going somewhere with this? Where we we were talking about like. <laughs> Do we ever have a point? I mean, let's be honest. Because <laughs> I said I don't want. No, but with the with the investigation into Trump, the impeachment process investigation that was launched by by Pelosi, which by the way is not binding in any. She is not legally bound to really do anything. Just because they're launching an investigation or exploratory, does not mean that they are going to levy impeachment against him. They're no. looking at the possibility. That's all that, which is really something they've been doing for months already. Right. So it, it's just, it, it's really kind of a, it's a nothing announcement, but it's a political statement more than anything else. She's making it official. Yeah. But what it functionally does is give them right to investigate anything regarding Ukraine, which Hunter Biden is part of it. Right. And if there's this kind of partisan bickering within one of the major parties because let's face it it's happening in both the republicans and the democrats right there's a lot of republicans currently in office who do not like trump there's a lot of democrats currently in office who do not like biden right and they don't like and Pel- they don't want him as a front runner yeah and they don't like pelosi either so i yeah there's a number of them that don't like pelosi and let's be honest she's almost 80 now so there's a certain number of people in there, especially considering a lot of the younger blood that's been coming into Congress since really since like 2006, there's been a, a lot of the old guard, if you will, has been retiring or just frankly dying in office. Um, yeah. And a lot of younger people have been replacing them. 
And a lot of those younger people are really chafing at these antiquated and frankly insipid rules that have yeah. been instituted by the old guard. Some of them from generations back, some of the rules that they follow in the Senate and the House were, are not part of the Constitution. It's just something that was instituted. And for the sake of tradition, they're following it. And a lot of the younger blood is not willing to follow those unless it makes sense. Why do we do that? Um, I applaud that. I don't know where that's going to take things in the future because the truth of the matter is, is elections still matter. Yeah. You know, um, anyone who thinks that our elections are bought and paid for weren't paying attention in the Trump election, the Trump versus Hillary election. They really weren't. Because there's, if our elections were being dictated by a secret cabal, why the fuck would they have chosen Trump? Well, the, the conspiracy theory is, is that he's easily controlled because Russia has a P-tape or somebody has a P-tape. A, 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 a video. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but I don't know. Um, I think the tr truth of the matter comes down is that there was no one in any position of authority who wanted Trump. The Republican Party was not happy that he was their nominee. No. All of the articles I read at the time, the higher-ups were like, yay, we've got a solid nominee. But none of them said, yay, we've got Trump as yeah. the nominee. No, I don't, I don't see how anybody can look I'll at... I, I, I don't see how yeah. it happens. I don't, I don't see how... I don't see how this whole thing plays out. Now I, can now I remember why we were getting off on a tangent about Iran and Saudi Arabia? Because the thing is, there's a part of me that can imagine Donald Trump saying, "We're going to have, we're going to have a world war. It's going to be an awesome world war. You've never seen this world war. I'm telling you right now. I've seen the previews. It's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the biggest, right. the biggest world war you've ever seen. Obama, Obama didn't have a big, huge world war like we're going to have." Right. And how is he? I mean, Obama talked about Bush for like the first, like, I don't know, year, yeah. maybe two years. He was comparing himself to Bush. But then after that, he kind of did. He kind of pressed on and was like, OK, we can let go of Bush. You know, he's he's no longer the guy in charge. We can go on past. <laughs> Trump can't seem to let Obama go. No, I think he's got a man crush. I think I think secretly. I think secretly he looks I think at. He does. I think he secretly looks at um, uh, the portrait of of um, hanging Obama. in the Oval Office of Obama. Yeah, like uh, episode of Robot Chicken with Boba Fett talking to the uh, Han Solo, <laughs> to Han Solo. And Carbon Oh Egg. yeah, you want a little bit of Boba, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Robot Chicken. <laughs> now, uh, now Obama. I bet you have soft lips. I bet you're a great kisser. I'm not going to find out. I don't swing that way. But if I did... I don't know, does he? The, I mean... The obsession. The obsession yeah. that uh, politicians have for, for their rivals. Especially... Right. It's, I mean... I, I, I wonder if we're making people drive off the road while they're listening to this. <laughs> I, if they do, I hope it's because they're laughing. But it's just, I uh, I don't know. Trump, Trump strikes me as, to, to borrow a phrase, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would fuck a man in the ass and not have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. You know, it's just... You just went full as metal long jacket as he's, on us. <laughs> did, did, I, did I cross the line? You went full metal jacket on us. I'm going to have to play <laughs> some clips from Sergeant Hartman. 
What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? <laughs> oh, but it just, it, it, I don't know. Trump just, yeah, he bothers me. I All right, enough Trump. Fuck I'm, him. I'm, let's no, talk about him. Let's, now I can't get the picture of Trump and Obama on a secret date because you fucking <laughs> idiot. Okay, so I, I was in... I was in Barnes and Noble yesterday, and there's a book series, a three book series, about Obama and Biden as mystery solvers. <laughs> they like solve murder mysteries and stuff. And I was like, "Oh my God, is this is this a parody?" And I read through it, and it didn't seem like it was a parody. It's, it seemed like it was a a freaking love fest towards the Obama-Biden administration. And I'm wondering if the author is being paid by the Biden administration, because Biden is the main character. Obama, like, helps him out. You know? It's like, uh, <laughs> Biden is like, uh, what's what's that Rex Stout character? Um, Nero Wolf, right? Obama is Nero Wolf, and Biden is like Archie Goodwin. You know? So, <laughs> I, so I saw that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And now... Now there's a part of me that's wondering if there's porn out there or some sort of dot slash fanfic with Trump and Obama going out on t- I, I, You know what? I, I actually just looked this up. Number four, the fourth book to come out on that series, that mystery series, is yeah. the, the Case of the Missing Remote. What? <laughs> Okay, so it is a parody, or at least it's devolved into. Parody. I just made that up. I'm sitting here, <laughs> trying not to laugh and ruin my joke. <laughs> the mystery of why are jars so hard to open all of a sudden? <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, seriously, if you look it up, oh Biden Obama mystery. The Obama Biden mysteries on Penguin Random House, right? And I gotta, I gotta read you some of the names. Um, Hope never dies. Hope rides again. And these are these are supposedly New York Times best-selling books. So here's here's the write-up for Hope Never Dies. Um, Vice President Joe Biden, President Barack Obama team up in this high-stakes thriller that combines a mystery worthy of Watson and Holmes with the laugh-out-loud bromantic chemistry. Of lethal weapons, Murtaugh and Rick. Joe Biden is fresh out of the White House and feeling adrift when his favorite railroad conductor dies in a suspicious accident, leaving behind an ailing wife and a trail of clues. To unravel the mystery, Amtrak Joe reteams with the only man he's ever fully trusted, the 44th President of the United States. Together, they'll plumb the darkest corners of Delaware, traveling from Jeep motels to biker bars and beyond as they uncover the sinister forces advancing America's opioid epidemic. Part noir, thr- noir thriller and part bromance, Hope Never Dies is essentially the first public work of Obama-Biden fiction and a cathartic read for anyone distressed by the current state of affairs. I mean, I can see the movie trailer for this already. In a world where the President of the United States is adrift in controversy, who can stand up the former vice president and former president of the United States. You know what I mean? I just, it, uh, this is just ridiculous. Man. I'm sorry. Hope rides again. Oh my God. I could just imagine Joe Biden. 
in boy toy leather gear <laughs> going to a bike biker bar. <laughs> young man, you can get what you need. I say, young man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry no. the show See, is I'm a thinker, dude. That that's an image that's gonna stick with me for a while. That's just not that's not right. I'm gonna be in a meeting later today and it's gonna be like oh. <laughs> You're a sick perverted <laughs> bastard, I love you. So <laughs> I know. In other news, in other news, <laughs> the Department of Defense had to apologize after a tweet suggesting the U.S. military was going to bomb the millennials into oblivion if they tried to raid Area 51. And this is from Business Insider, um, published oh, September oh 22, 2019. Let's, let's be honest. Last weekend was the storm Area 51. Yes. And nothing happened. There was like 150, 200 people showed up. They threw a big party. All the people in the only town within like a 50-mile radius were just sitting there staring daggers at them like, get out of here. We don't like your kind. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a nothing. It was a nothing. Apparently, there were representatives of the military that were there standing behind the wall looking at them. Yeah, step one foot across. Give me a reason. I'm bored. And then there were other people that were over there like, passing around the bong or something it was just uh it was a nothing murder it really was yeah <laughs> oh so gosh. but there are all these really great news stories about how um it's sort of like raid area 51 became sort of like a mini woodstock for ufo enthusiasts and it was just kind of like, well, some some stories say that only two thousand people showed up, and it was it was like a party out in the desert. It was like Burning Man for X Files fans. Man. It's a Burning Man for X Files fans. Yeah. So uh, if you do Raid Area Fifty One search on Google yeah. or Twenty One E, whatever, because that's they replaced the G. Yes. Whatever. Um, the top stories about it are. I stormed Area 51. It was even weirder than I imagined from the Guardian. Yeah. The Washington Post has, at the Area 51 raid, the real alien invaders were the friends they made along the way. Hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, the Business Insider. DOD apologizes for threatening to bomb millennials who raid Area 51. I don't think they should. I think they should retract that. Yeah, the I... BBC, Area 51, U.S. military, sorry for over-bomber raid tweet. CNN, they were... Thankfully, there were, thankfully, fewer alien enthusiasts than authorities expect. Yeah. NPR, Area 51 raid happens, only small crowd appears. Sure. I want to see how much they say is a small crowd, because, you know, there was huge crowds of 50 people for Hillary. And let's face it, Trump in some areas. Right. One arrest was made, not for her attempt at freeing an alien, but for public urination. <laughs> <laughs> Nevada authorities say about 40 people gathered at the gates before being confronted and dispersed by law enforcement. And then someone's, someone was evidently pissed off enough they felt the need to uh, li liberate themselves on the fence. <laughs> and so he got arrested. Was or it, she. Was to it, be honest. Was it electrified? Was it an electric fence? Well, well, no. Otherwise, they would have gotten a real charge out of it. But <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> 
They say they saw, all right, so 10 days before the raid, two Dutch tourists were arrested after being found trespassing on Department of Energy land near Area 51. They say they saw the no trespassing signs at the Mercury Highway entrance to the Nevada National Security site, but they wanted to look at the facility. Yeah. The two men were sentenced to a year in county jail, which was suspended in favor of three-day imprisonment and a monetary fine. Okay. In an interview with NPR, Maddie Roberts, the creator of the event, <laughs> discouraged potential visitors from actually going to Area 51. I'm really trying to direct people away from actually going towards the military base because that both is dangerous and a national security threat. So I'm trying to direct people towards a safer option from just going to one of these mini parties that's being set up. Good for him, though. Uh, that is hilarious. Good good for him, though. That is, yeah, I mean, hey, he, he never meant it to be serious anyway, so I could totally see that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'm on the NPR site. Yes. When you get to the end of the article, no, they, have, they always have those more stories from NPR, popular on NPR. Politics. White House Intel Committee releases whistleblower complaint on Trump-Ukraine call. Right next to it, the OK hand gesture now listed as a symbol of hate. I, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about that. The OK symbol is now a symbol of hate. Yeah. The Anti-Defamation League added 36 symbols to its hate on display database, including the index finger to thumb sign that in some corners of the internet has become associated with white supremacy and the far right. Uh, Oren Segal, director of the ADL Center on Extremism, told NPR that for years on, years on fringe online message boards such as 4chan and 8chan, the OK sign has been deployed in memes and other images promoting hate. Given the number of white supremacists who have adopted it, he can he said it can now carry a nefarious... You know, if you take the OK sign and you just put it down so that the, the, the O of the OK is parallel to the ground that actually means asshole in sign language <laughs> and i honestly thought that's what they were going with but who knew white supremacists are using the okay sign as their secret handshake uh. <laughs> oh my gosh so i've been doing the par the, the the parallel asshole sign this whole time and i didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here we go. According to the website Know Your Meme, as a prank, 4chan users in 2017 launched a campaign to flood social media with posts linking the OK hand gesture to the white power movement. Mission accomplished. Good job, folks. Commenters on the message board appropriate images of people posing in the White House and other locations, making the hand symbol as proof that it was catching on. Segal said that while many of those images were misconstrued by users in the online message boards, a number of people espousing hate while using the gesture has grown so widespread it can no longer be considered a prank. Yeah. Segal pointed to suspected white supremacists in Christchurch, New Zealand, accused of killing 51 worshippers at two mosques in March who flashed the OK hand gesture during an initial court appeal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it, it worked. <laughs> It worked. That's just nuts. That is that is absolutely, absolutely, totally insane. How it was just like no, that's yeah, that's I, I, yeah.
Right. So I saw something online. A friend of mine had posted on Facebook, and I'm trying to find a link back to the article. Um, and it was from some socialist website. And, and I'm not saying that because that's their leanings. I'm saying that because yeah. literally one the name of the the website is socialist something or other. Like, um, like this. Yeah. Yeah. So where the hell is it? Anyway, um, and they were saying that basically the American media is burying this story. And of course, they're blaming it on capitalism. So, Oh, of course. Of course. So one of the- oh, here we go. Yeah. WSWG, uh, WSWS.org, World Socialist Website. American media shuts down the Epstein story. Well, um, I don't know what to say about that because it does seem all of a sudden people are not talking about Jeffrey Epstein as much as I think that they should, especially with all the new news revolving around Jeffrey Epstein. Because um, one of the news items that came across our desk earlier this week is um, the... um, other authorities are actually in hot pursuit of some of Jeffrey Epstein's allies. Uh, Jean-Luc Burnell is one of the people who they ha- they are looking for. And I believe, according to this one story from the New York Post, they actually found him in South America. Now there's, yeah. now there's an international manhunt for people who had associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Right, and like there's a CNN article that says as prosecutors, fucking banner, go as prosecutors go after Epstein's alleged co-conspirators, the line between accomplice and victim may be blurred because a lot of his, a lot of the people that helped him find girls were people that he had victimized. Yeah, in the past. So I'm not sure if it's like Stockholm syndrome kind of a thing, it or if they're be. like, "Hey, better them than me." I don't, I don't really know. In the article, frankly, I, I haven't had enough time to read into it because it was just posted this morning, like an hour and a half ago. So um, it's it's disturbing. But I, if I remember correctly, remember hearing about other other situations where a victim has then been used to corral other victims. Right, right. Whitney Webb has written many stories about this very thing, whereas it's like, listen, if you yeah. want a better life within the Epstein uh, machine, you got to re- recruit more more girls. It was sort of like this weird child pedophile uh, pyramid scheme. Yeah. Whereas you get one girl, and the one girl was responsible for getting three girls, and those three girls had to go out and find three the girls, three and so more on. girls. Yeah, and it, and soon it was like they they had um, a network of of girls to hustle, allegedly. Right. Um. But there's a lot there's a lot of other news stories that are coming out, like from BuzzFeed News. I'm not sure if this is a link to a story or if it's much longer links. How Jeffrey Epstein bought his way into an exclusive international boys club. Specifically meaning how was he able to get in gotta be careful well, how you again, say this. The other thing to me is why aren't we following the money? Because 
we, you and I have talked about this in previous podcasts. Right. Why, where did he get his money? We have only been able to find one person that actually used him as a financial advisor and they dumped him over 10 years ago. Right. So where the fuck has this guy been getting his money? That's, you know, that, I'm, that's a question. That's say he had to have been getting it from, from the girls somehow. I don't mean like the girls were giving him the money. I mean, from connecting powerful people with, with young girls. Yeah. Because whereas that's a possibility, there's no evidence to support that at this time. It's just a theory. But it does make you wonder. I mean, this guy, he owned, <laughs> he owned fucking places in New York City and Paris, two of the most expensive places in the world. It's not like he was scamming people out of out of real estate. He owned an island. He had private jets. He had people that worked for him, and those people were making money working for him. So he had money. Where did he get it? Where was this coming from? That's not an unfair question, Jay. And yeah. we, here's the thing. We here at the Fedora Chronicles, we don't have that answer. We don't have, but that's the, that's the question that a lot of people really need to be asking. And I think another question that a lot of people have to ask, and I sort of, I see a, a, some kind of a revolution coming from this. Um starting with Prince Andrew. And there were a lot of people who had said, you got to be careful of Prince Andrew. Apparently, um, Sarah Ferguson, a.k.a. Princess Fergie, had set, had gone on the record and said negative things about uh, Prince Andrew and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, talking about what a sleazebag Jeffrey Epstein is. And it yeah. was just like, and this guy had bought influence. Uh, he was able to buy um, credibility. One of the things that we, I'm not sure if we talked about this on, on, on a recent podcast, but one of the things that Jeffrey Epstein had done with some of his money was donate it to, of all things, MIT and Harvard for endowments for the arts and sciences. So that people would come out and say, no, no, Jeffrey Epstein's a good guy. He donated all this money to this program. Um, and But now people are really starting to um, get called on the carpet. Perfect example. Is it Richard Stillman? Um, famous uh, Linux open source software guru yeah. that um, resigned over this. Um, and people went back and read some of the things that he wrote about, um, underage sex. And so, and he came out and he said, it's not a big deal if they know what they're getting into when they're consensual. And a lot of people have come out of the woodwork and said, Richard Stillman is a bit of a sleaze. There's been these accusations. Well, more than a bit if he's saying shit like that. Right. Because the whole point of there being an age of consent is that is legally the age where you can consent. It's almost like the name tells you what it does. Right. But it's just, it, it the whole thing is just, uh, just drives me up a fucking wall. And I hate to say it, but that the. It's, it's, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's Richard Stallman. I'm sorry. Richard Stallman. No, that's good. 
Um, the World Socialist website is absolutely right in that the American media seems to be shutting down the Epstein story. I'm looking at AP News. They have the last article they have, the latest article they have is September 24th, which is, you know, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Um, and that's about Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz asked a federal judge Tuesday to throw out a lawsuit that accuses him of lying about his sexual history with a woman who claims he was stupid advertising. That thing just jumped. Uh, with a woman who claims she was a teenage victim of Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring. Dershowitz, Alan fucking Dershowitz, yeah. is now being tied to Jeffrey Epstein. Now, this doesn't mean that, uh, yeah, it does, because she. what's saying is, what? what's the girl's name? Virginia Guifer, Guifer I'm going to call her Virginia because I don't want to mangle her last name. Right. Virginia, who is now 36, has said in court filings that Epstein made her his teenage love slave and forced her to have sex with Dershowitz a half dozen times in Florida, New York, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. She said Dershowitz also witnessed Epstein abusing other girls. Yeah, it's it's awful. But it's Alan Dershowitz. And this is the thing that drives me nuts. When my buddy posted the story... There was a bunch of people on the left saying, well, you know, he's he's Trump's right hand man. A bunch of people on the right saying, well, you know, he and Bill Clinton. And I actually had to post. I try not to get out of shit, like not post on things about things like this on Facebook because it's just a shit storm. And I was like, the fact of the matter remains is that you're both right. Yeah. It was an attorney who was currently highly placed or was highly placed in the Trump administration who negotiated Epstein's sweetheart deal back in 2002 or 2004, whenever it was. But Epstein was a close personal friend of Bill Clinton and had him over several times. We don't know if he went to pedophile Island. We don't know if he we flew on pedophile airlines. We don't know if he took a cruise on the pedophile cruise lines, but he spent a lot of time with him. And Trump spent a lot of time with him. Trump alienated himself from him some time ago. But that doesn't mean that he didn't participate before he did. I would just want to get we this. We don't know. I just want to get this clear. Did you, did you say we don't know how many times Clinton was on um, the what they call Lolita Air? Yeah. We don't. We, we we don't know. We know. We know. We know we for a fact. We know for a fact that it's at least 26 times. Right. Right, but we don't know. We know he's been on it. That's provable fact. He's been on it, but yeah. we don't know how many times. We don't know if he was on the cruise ship. We don't know if he was on, he went to the island. We can assume as such because that's where Lolita Air was flying was the, was the island. Yeah. But we don't know. We honestly do not know. And this is, this this just, it drives me nuts because it's not just United States politicians and businessmen that Epstein had ties to. Right. They're looking at Prince Andrew. They're looking at um, people in the Saudi royal family. They're looking at major business people in Europe. It's huge. Yeah. Now, is this one of those things where, you know, when you, can, when you have enough money to buy anything, what is there left to that's exciting? Could be something like that. I don't know. And to be fair, other than Dershowitz and Clinton and Trump, I 
a lot of the people that he's been allegedly tied to are saying, no, we didn't, I didn't have anything to do with that. But what else would they say? You know, if a, if a reporter comes up to you, stick a camera in your face, is it true that you fucked your sister in the ass when you were both 17 years old? Exactly. You know, I, I mean, you're, you're going to say no, even if you did. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. it's, it's so, it's just, it's such a disturbing story. And I honestly think that Jeffrey Epstein is just a door into that world. And when I say that world, I mean the high profile sex slave world. Right. Because I honestly believe a lot of these people weren't necessarily having sex with underage women. Yeah. Um, some of them were having sex with underage men. Some of them were having sex with adult women, but that doesn't mean they weren't sex slaves. We we don't sex we, slavery exists in this world. We know it does. We just we just don't know. We there's we just we just don't know. Exactly, exactly. And if Epstein can lead us into that by investigating him, we can start breaking into that and breaking that down. That would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. So why is the media burying it? Why is the media not pursuing this? There does seem to be um, a lot of people who are asking the same question that, that we're asking. Yeah. Like, how, like, seriously, how come we're not... This should be in the news every single day. There should be... This should be on the front page of CNN and Fox News. Yeah. We should be should. we should have this um like uh last week uh Richard Stallman was all over the news because he was fired uh because of Jeffrey Epstein and it took Jeffrey Epstein to to uh be arrested a second time and and, and die or be suicided in prison. Yeah. For, for people to really sort of like talk about all the other people who are associated and people have like gone back like like you do you do a Google search of celebrity name and Jeffrey Epstein name like your favorite your favorite professor in 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 college plus Jeffrey Epstein and see what you come up with and these people are just like oh this guy said something creepy about Jeffrey Epstein uh this person should be fired um well see here's the other thing too about that right we don't want this to turn into a witch hunt but it is to an extent oh it, it absolutely is i mean if i'm looking at the apnews.com slash jeffrey epstein webpage which is all of their stories about jeffrey epstein in um order of age so the most recent are at the top the oldest are on the bottom the top one is harvard law professor throughout lawsuit by epstein accuser Alan Dershowitz. Police search Epstein's Paris residence and modeling agency. Woman sues Epstein estate, saying she was abused at age 14. Silver lining in Epstein's saga, new focus on victims' rights. Yeah. Epstein accusers denied compensation in victims' right case. This is where it gets skeevy. Santa Fe Institute received $275,000 through Jeffrey Epstein. Harvard reviewing nearly $9 million in donations from Epstein. MIT president says he signed a letter thanking Epstein. Epstein faced second probe seen with underage girls in 18. France urges victims to come forward in Epstein's sex probe. L. Brand's chairman embarrassed by former ties with Epstein. MIT scandal highlights thorny ethics of university donations. 
the latest Gates office denies gifts link to Epstein. Uh, researcher ties to Epstein quits New York Times board. Director of MIT's media lab steps down after Epstein ties. These are people who are going down that they may not have even done anything. They just accepted money from a guy who was a scumbag. And they may not have even known he was a scumbag at the time they accepted it. Or they might have. But it is, is it illegal if, <laughs> if Al Capone had donated millions of dollars to cancer research, does that mean that cancer research should shut down because it's blood money? Yeah. No, that's not an unfair question. I mean, it's a serious ethical question. There's Well, there's two sides to that. There's the legal side, and then there's the ethical side. Because what are you going to, first of all, you can't give it back. The guy's dead. Should you give it to the, the victims, his victims? I the, mean, this does that, this does, do those victims deserve that money more than the proceeds that could come from that research? This is not an unfair question. Jay, um, this is an this is an ethical question where a, a lot of people need to stop and think about where donations come from and what happens when you find out um, that somebody who donated money to your campaign, your not not just your campaign, your institution, right? Like. Um, what are people going to do with the money that was donated to Harvard University and um, MIT? And are they going to say, who do you give the money back to? Right. Jeffrey do you Epstein, donate that to the, to the victims? Can, sh can you and should you? Because the thing is, is that if, if you took, let's say, $9 million dollars, Mm -hmm. And you built a um, a facility to study breast cancer, to find a cure for breast cancer. Do you bulldoze that building? Do you bulldoze the building that was that was bought and paid for by a don with a donation from Jeffrey Epstein? Do you put up a plaque and say we acknowledge that this bad thing happened, and we're doing everything that we can to make good with this? Right, and we apologize. I, I don't and know I, what the I right. I can tell you right is. now, there'll be people who will applaud such an action. And there'll be people who demonize it. Oh, of course. This is an ugly situation, and it's made uglier by the fact that it's also being politicized. Whereas, is like, um, if Bill Clinton is your guy, you're going to make excuses for Bill Clinton. And his association with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he didn't know. He couldn't have known. If Donald Trump is your guy, you're going to say, oh, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know. Um, and that's sad. And it's a little sick. There are a lot of people who are going to be making excuses for MIT and Harvard and what they did with the money. And there should be an accounting. Do they... Because if they take that hypothetical $9 million. They're going to have to take the $9 million from somewhere and spend it somewhere else. Right. And that's, the thing is, the original $9 million has already been spent. That money's gone.
You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link. And for a mere dollar a month, you'll get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for the Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles News. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.